This is Comic Picks by the Glick. Hey, I'm your host, Jason Glick. How are you doing, Jason Glick? I'm good, John, and yourself? Oh, not too bad. What do you have on tap for us tonight? Okay, well, I've got, uh, like, Dan Slott's latest um, Spider event. It's like, and basically, part latest thing, latest thing in this ongoing campaign to basically put his mark on all aspects of the char- character's history. Um, that would be um, the Amazing Spider-Man, the Clone Conspiracy. And God knows that, you know, when you bring up Spider-Man and clones, there's a certain amount of the fan base that just rolls their eyes and goes, oh, God, not this again. Now, if you're not that part of the fan base, then good. But, well, I guess I, a bit of education is in order then. Because, well, it all started back in the 90s when, um, you know, my, that Marvel was going through one of their pe- periodic things about, you know, how can we, um, you know, make Spider-Man, it's like, you know, like, again, like new and fresh and interesting, interesting again. And so then they decided to go back to an old storyline from the 70s where Spider-Man was cloned and, um... It's like, and then the clone died, and, you know, that was it. But then they said, you know, what if, you know, the clone that died, you know, was actually, it's like, like, if it wasn't, like, if the clone, the clone that died, sorry, I'm getting confused right here. Basically, what if the clone, the clone didn't die, and he actually survived, and it was actually, we've been reading about, you know, the, the Peter Parker we've been reading about was actually the clone and the real Peter Parker had been living years. It's like as another, it's like, it's like as another character named Ben Riley. It's like, and if you hear this and you think, oh God, that just sounds terrible. Well, Marvel ran with it for a lot longer than anyone wanted them to, because you know for a while their sales were were going up, and they went with this new like um clone idea and the introduction of the Scarlet Spider character, and. And, and then eventually it was revealed that, hey, you know, it's like this, that Peter Parker was the clone, and this new guy, Ben Riley was the um, brand new um, Spectacular Spider-Man. So, but, you know, it's like, because, you know, fa- like, um, fanboys, like, they are, like, they hate change, like, nothing else. And also, just, you know, the idea that, you know, that, that um, the Spider-Man they've been reading about for years was fake, well, now that did not sit, sit well with them, like, in any event, and to be honest, you know, it's like it's like when you're tampering when you're tampering with the formula for Spider-Man, like to that extent. I mean, that's just a terrible idea. I mean, yeah, it's like uh, you can you can do all sorts of crazy things with with Peter Parker as Spider-Man, but you know, he's it's always gonna be Peter Parker doing this. I mean, like the current st- status quo basically has him running his own like running his own company, like basically, uh, and we're venturing into um, pseudo Iron Man territory right here. But at the same time, though, it's like you know. Um, Slot still managed to like make this Peter Parker like um clearly recognizably the character that we've been reading about for years. It's just that now he's just he's just a businessman, and um he's just and he's supplying his same like his same m- mindset to like to running a company. And it's I think it's worked um really well for these um like for these first like for the first four volumes of this latest iteration. You know it's like um business region coming back excluded. So, but it's like. But you know, like the but the Clone Saga was like a huge black mark on Spider-Man during during the '90s, and they and they had and they just basically been, Marvel has kind of been trying to craw- claw their way back from it, all, almost ever since. So, but you know, so when um so when like the latest event is called the Clone Conspiracy, it's like oh god, like slots like really trying to uh, it's like I'm um, stretch things here, but you know, it's like after all these years he's been writing Spider-Man, 
um, I've like I've learned to trust Slot with um with the stuff that he wants to do, and um even if he's like like and even if, like just some of the crazier things he's done, like you know the whole Superior Spider-Man arc, it's like it's always been with the idea of just you know like just take taking the status quo just r- right out of whack, but also just swerve it right back in in the end. So when you got this um, clone conspiracy thing coming, where basically all it's been foreshadowed in Amazing Spider-Man for the last year or so, where let's see, where uh, like the uh, the loved ones from various members of Spider-Man's Rogues Gallery and his supporting cast, including um, J. Jonah Jameson's wife, uh, have been brought back to life. So, so you so you're wondering like, okay, well he's this isn't just like a uh, spur of the moment event. Slot has clearly put some thought into what he's doing right here and overall it's like you know i probably would have enjoyed this more if it hadn't been positioned as a giant as a ginormous spider event because it's i don't know on one hand it's fine as a uh it's like as, as like the next major arc in it's like in slots run but as a big event how it's like it kind of lacks the uh epic feeling that that um th- that Spider Verse had from a couple of years back. I mean that one was, you know, like when you're throwing in every Spider Man ever, you know that's that that's what that's an event right there. And um, but this one, it's like, uh, I mean, there's a lot. Of, I mean, mind you, there's a lot of changes changes right here. I mean, we get um, we get the uh, um Doctor Octopus is brought back. We get um, holy crap, we get Ben Riley back. It's like. In, like in, in continuity and in a um, much different role than you'd expect, because while he was basically going to be uh, the, uh, well, he was basically like you know like a, like you know he's a clone of Peter, so he's basically got, um, you know his Peter's like you know good good natured mindset, but at the same time those like slot man, um, indicates um throws in a huge like tragic um, it's like um back, um like tragic trauma that he that um been experienced after after dying um you know way back at the end of end of the original um 90s clone saga to uh, basically explain like you know why he's like you know angry and crazy now which is actually one of the better parts of this story but i'll get back to it in a second but the storyline basically kicks off with um with a bit of recap basically showing you how how um j how um that um that j that um that j jameson um, Aunt May's um, husband and J. Jonah Jameson's um, like um, dad, it's like has died all because Peter um, like wouldn't authorize the uh, it's like this company known it called New You uh, um, to give them a uh, an experiment, allow them to do an experiment of uh, exper- experimental treatment that would um, that, that would have hopefully saved his life. But the thing is, though, it's like while well, they've um, well, they've managed to save the life of one of the employees of um, Parker Industries. Um, when Peter went to um, shake, shake his um, employee's hand after this treatment had undergone, his spider sense went off like no, like nothing else. And so while he while he can't while he knows that that new you is up to something bad, he can't exactly put put the uh, put his finger on it. Well, as it turns out, um, new you um, is basically um, is basically running a very sophisticated cloning operation, masterminded by one of Spider-Man's old foes, the Jackal, back in a um, it's like back in a new new getup, and also in a um decided in a uh, emphatically non evil um like approach. I mean, like yeah, he says he, he basically um 
like through the build up over the past couple of volumes and in this arc, he's basically he's basically um like telling telling Peter and everyone that um that hey, you know what? We're not we're not the bad guys here. It's like and hey, you know, I want to bring Peter on this normally. It's like I want to like so um naturally, I mean I don't want to like, force his hand on any anything, but it's but you know, it's like it's one of those things where it's like, you know, hey, you know, it's like yeah, like just the fact that you're saying you're not the bad guy. Well, that's really kind of that's really kind of a dead giveaway right there. But he's also, um, but basically, um, gone and um, like done everything he can in order to um bring Spider, like um, Spider-Man or Peter um on his side. So basically, he's brought back um, Gwen, it's like Gwen Stacy from the dead. He's brought back all the um all the old um, villains who've died um while Spider-Man has like faced them in the line line of duty. It's like busy um, absolving all the blood on his hands, and in his big, big moment where he tries to sell Peter on the rightness of what he's doing, he basically says, "You know, I can bring back um, like Uncle Ben. You know, make everything right for you." To uh, comparing this to Spider Verse, um, which was flawed in the sense that it had some really generic bad guys. Um, propping up a story that had some really um, clever and inspired moments. Spider, um, the Clone Conspiracy uh, has a, uh, I don't know, it's like a decent enough bad guy, but at the same time, though, like his the moment he flips to um, grade A villainy, like it just kind of feels more dictated by the plot more than rather than a uh, it rather than like a natural progression. It's like the moment um, when Peter calls him on what he's doing using a very um, understandable way to do it. I mean, yeah, I, I understand. But at the same time, though, the fact that, you know, it's like he would just go, okay, I'm a bad guy now. It's like that just feels really, um, you know, it's like just plot driven rather than char- character driven. But also there aren't really a lot of like, like really um, memorable moments here compared to say say Spider Verse. I mean, like bringing like when like ha- having Peter um, like get a chance to talk things over with Gwen Stacy. It it should have been a uh, like a defining moment, but at the same time though, it feels just you know kind of pro forma for the for the most part. I mean, it's like I don't know, I don't know, it's like for me, it's like you know I was born decades after. I, mean, I was well, I was not. Not decades later. I was born like a decade after Gwen Stacy died, and um, when I grew up, um, all, all I knew was that you know, Sp- um, Mary Jane was Spider-Man's uh, OTP. So, so I mean, like to have her bring her back. Yeah, I get what what she meant right there, but to have her like get get a chance to hash things out um, with Spider-Man, it doesn't have quite the emotion that that I think Slot was banking on. Considering that, yeah, I'm sure he's like a but but he's been a fan of Spider-Man for a lot longer than I have to be sure. But it's like the, uh, but overall, I mean, like the story itself, um, plays out well enough. I mean, it's that there, there's, there's some interesting twists involving, um, Spider-Gwen, the return of Kane. It's like, and everything. And, and overall, like there's some, there's some, there's some interesting setups for, for subsequent stories. To be honest, like I'm actually kind of interested in reading the uh, new, um, Scarlet Spider series um, for, that's going to focus on Ben Riley's adventures in the Marvel Universe from Peter David and Mark Bagley because it's basically kind of like you know what if Spider Man was a complete nut job and I'm kind of crazy so 
so I'm really so that so the uh, the teaser they included here in this in um in this hardcover was actually pretty pretty clever, and um it's like and the setup for the next arc, which basically ha- has um has um Spider-Man going after Norman Osborn, um and it's going to be illustrated by Stuart Amonin, so it's going to look great, but um so yeah, it's like like it's this the story itself is fine, but um as a big spider event, it's kind of like eh. It's like you know, I've read, I've read better, I've read worse. I mean, if you're reading, if you're reading um, slots on Spider-Man's stuff, then go ahead and pick pick it up. Um, to be honest, I wouldn't quite recommend the picking it up in the hardcover um, edition because um, it not only does it reprint some stuff from the previous um, vo- Amazing Spider-Man volume, um, the uh, extra um, stuff they put in as they put in in this volume. Basically, the uh, tie-in issues from Silk and on um, Prowler are really just filler for the most part. I mean, yeah, with Silk, you get to uh, find out, you know, just what happened. What happened to the um, o- original Spider Woman, or one of the older Spider Women, um, like um, uh, Ma- Maddie Jameson, um, J. Jonah Jameson's. Was it she had? Was it her? He adopted or adopted or Foster? I can't remember. Anyway, like. You find out what, like how, what she was up to during during the crossover, and that's okay. And Prowler, well, that was the stuff I'm um, focusing on. Hobie um, was was decent enough, and especially just like him, just you know, angsting about his um, past as a villain and trying to make things right while um, focus while I'm um, work, working on the working with the Jackal. It's like after he's been after he was killed and revived by him. It's like there's, yeah, it's like. To be honest, like if I hadn't read this um, as part of the, uh, the hardcover, it's like hard, big hardcover collection. I probably wouldn't. I, I probably wouldn't have bothered otherwise. Because I mean, it's just like I said, it's it's an okay story. I'm glad I got it for I guess for part of this because it's probably not worth paying for it like on like on its own merits. And it's also worth noting that while that the uh, people putting it together the hardcover. Acknowledge the fact that um, you know, hey, that you know, we that you sh- that you should be able to read the entire series, um, you know, in a chronological order, but they couldn't do that because um, Slot didn't write it that way. You know, that's kind of disappointing, and it's like, and it kind of makes me. It's especially when you consider that, um, like, that Jonathan Hickman and when he did uh, Infinity, like they were able to um, piece piece together everything in an, in a nice appropriate reading order for that series. And that shows you like the thought that he put, he put into that with uh, clone conspiracy slot kind of, he doesn't, he doesn't really pull, pull off the same, same kind of like um, intricately plotted story story right here. I mean, the clone conspiracy um, single issues, it's like basically tell basically tell like the core story and the amazing Spider-Man t- um, tie-ins, basically flesh in like what happens between issues or between scenes in it's like in the main miniseries. And then you've got the uh, Clone Conspiracy Omega, which basically just is kind of like a, an epilogue to the uh, like to the main to the main story while setting up future stories at the same time. I will say that the um, art from in the Clone Clone Conspiracy main series from Jim Chung was pretty impressive. And it's also kind of impressive that um, Chung was able to um, keep, mostly keep the, the series um, running on time. It's like, as opposed to like some of the stuff he's done previously. And um, he, it's got a not, 
nice detailed crosshatch to like like appearance. It's like and it's like and there are some really impressive um like splash pages like the uh, like the, the double page when when the jackal reveals all the villains he's brought back to um, like for Spider Man. Like showing like, hey, you know, there's no longer any blood on your hands because I brought all these back, all these guys back. Ha ha ha! It's like it's and and they use that as the um, inside inside cover for the uh, like for the hardcover, and that that's that's a very impressive shot. There's lots of great stuff here, and also the um, assist from Corey Smith, like in issue four, is also um, impressive in the sense that he was able to um, mesh his style well, um, pretty well with with Chung, so that you, though it's not really. So it's not really all that distracting. It's like when he takes over. So and um and also this is going to be um Giuseppe Camoncoli's last um major contribution to Spider-Man, like with the uh, tiny issues to Amazing. And I'll be sad to see him go because he had a great great handle on the, on the character, and I like like the action and action he tons of action. It's like an energy that he brought brought to the series. Now he's going to be taking taking on the new um, Darth Vader series. It's like with Charles Soule, so I wish him all the, all the best right there. So overall, it's like, you know, the art it's like in the series is is good, but um, as far as picking up this, like, this hardcover, eh, I guess if you're kind of a spider completist, then then sure, but you really only need the, um, the Clone Conspiracy and the Amazing Spider-Man um, volumes. Like the tie-in issues, the Silk and Prowler, you know, don't they're not essential to the to the main story. So it's like if you can so um if you can find um though like those two volumes like for sale cheaper than the sixty dollar hardcover that's being sold right now, then um by all means go and pick that up in, instead of this. But um like I said, over, overall it's like clone conspiracy, clone conspiracy, not a like not a bad story, but you know, not not the really not up to the um, big epic like, um, event that I was I was expecting. If they had pro- if they had pitched it as just you know like the, like the next like just um, like a uh, like a major storyline in the pages of Amazing Spider-Man, I probably would have um, been more amenable to it. You know, kind of like how they did it with um, Spider-Verse. Anyway, well, John, um, any thoughts on your end about all this? So, where, where does that, uh, I don't know if you mentioned this in the beginning and I missed it, but uh, where, where does this fit in? Oh, this is basically the, uh, like, in the current Amazing, Sp- uh, there's, this is basically like the, like the fifth major, um, fifth, fifth volume of, Ama- of Amazing Spider-Man, for, the, for lack of a better term. It's basically, this picks up from what Slot was doing with, with, um, the, with the worldwide it's like as Pete, with Peter running on um, Park, Parker Industries, it's like and I'm um, basically um like find, finding out that there's this company that's you know that basically has that's basically able to um like do some revolutionary medical technology that's that's able to save people like on like on the brink of death, but at the same time though it's like they're 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 still kind of shady and um and they and their work sets off the spider sense that's right so. uh, and now i remember okay yes um uh, yeah uh i don't uh, is is this series well received so far i'm not entirely sure do you know uh, you know some people are 
I know there's a lot of people who are bitching about the fact that you know, like Peter is currently in in like Tony Tony Stark territory, just you know, running his own comp- company and all. But I don't know. It's like I honestly don't care because because it means like it's basically like the next extension of what of, of um of what Dan Slott has been doing for years with the character. So it's kind of like you know, hey, if he wants to do like do an arc where um like like we see Peter, it's like you know like as a um like as a as a as a as a jet setting um CEO I'm fine with that. I mean it's like it's not like he's changed um Peter's character in order to make that happen. It's just like you know just showing like how the character um is responding to being in a, a new it's like in a it's like in a new setup. Even though it's like I've heard I've heard word that it's like that, that they maybe um, Marvel's trying to get back to a um, meat and potatoes approach, basically getting all their characters back in a uh, it's like in 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 classic incarnations, to, like to the point where you know it's like like where you've got um, basically Miles Morales serving as like you know the teenage Spider-Man like in the Marvel universe, and but but and that doesn't conflict with what Peter with Peter as the uh, you know jet setting CEO, um, corporate superhero. They're probably going. They are going to try and. It sounds like they are going to try and get Peter back to you know being the hard luck um, character we know we know and are familiar with. And there's also there are steps taken to that end, like in this in the story as well, because something happens with with Parker Industries tech that allows them to save the day, but also sounds like it's going to um, ruin the company in the process. So, yeah, it's like I. Some people have have issues with. Um, with Peter's status, current status quo, um, I'm not one of them. But it still sounds like we're gonna we're going to get like that, that, that um, slot and Marvel are going to be moving the character back to um, the the familiar um, hard luck um, approach that we that the character is in, has has been known for for years. Okay, do you know what you're going to be talking about next week? Okay, next time is it's like it's like is the final final volume of Revival by. By Tim Seeley and Mike, Mike Norton. It's like the uh, ru- the rural noir, but a town where the dead cu- dead come back come back to life. It's like one like after one one day. It's like in it's like in the year. It's something I've been reading reading for years now. And um, now the final final volume is here. I'm going to go back and reread the entire thing to um, see how the series hold like holds together in the end. All right, and we'll catch you next time on Comic Picks by the Glick. All right, later.